pimento cheese and fried green tomatoes, donuts fresh out of the fryer, and a craft brewery called the Funkatorium. This week, we're in Asheville, North Carolina. Traveling the world to bring you delicious dishes, tasty beverages, and interesting experiences. This is the Destination Eat Drink Podcast on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. I'm Brent Peterson. Welcome to Destination Eat Drink, the travel podcast for foodies. This is the show where we explore the world's great cuisine at DestinationEatDrink.com and on the Destination Eat Drink podcast. This week, we're in the Blue Ridge Mountains of North Carolina and the foodie mecca of Asheville with Asheville Food Tours' Stu Helm, the food fan. But before we get to that, could you do me a favor and support Destination Eat Drink with a small contribution? Just a few bucks would help the show. Go to DestinationEatDrink.com and click on the Contribute button, and thank you very much. Stu Helm is a foodie tour guide for Asheville Food Tours in Asheville, North Carolina. He's also an artist and podcaster and is known locally as the food fan. So, as you can expect, Stu and I got along famously, even more so when I found out that Stu has a history in Chicago and New England, just like me. Stu talks with me about Asheville Food Tours, some of the great things to eat while you're in town, like biscuits, pimento cheese, and chow chow. And speaking of biscuits, Stu shares what to look for when you want to have a really good biscuit. Then we dive into the famous craft beer scene in Asheville and the food festivals. Plus, Stu tells me about the vibrant music scene in town. And Stu shares with us tons and tons of recommendations for places to visit in Asheville. And if you want to keep up with those, check out the show notes at radiomisfits.com slash DED207. I've got links to Asheville food tours and all the places Stu and I talk about. Okay, I'm starving for some biscuits and pimento cheese, so let's eat. Destination, eat, drink. Stu Helm from Asheville Food Tours. Great to talk to you. Thanks for being on Destination Eat Drink. Can't wait to jump into all the great foodie stuff about Asheville, North Carolina. Well, Brent, thanks so much for having me. I feel honored to be on your podcast. I love Asheville. It's one of my all-time favorite places. Been there many times, although it's been a while since I've been there. Why don't you share for folks, because you live in Asheville, you live in Western North Carolina. What is it that makes Asheville such a cool place to visit and a great place to live? Well, uh, Asheville, for one thing, is just beautiful to look at. It's just a gorgeous little city, small, but um, kind of sophisticated. And um, it's surrounded by mountains on all sides. And of course, they're the uh, Blue Ridge Mountains. And so they're kind of like, rounded at the top they're not like the rockies or anything like that but uh they're the oldest in the world so we're proud of that and they're covered in trees and there's waterfalls and it's just gorgeous everywhere you look and a day like today the sun is shining and the sky is clear and it's just the most beautiful weather i've ever experienced of course i lived in boston and chicago prior to Asheville, <laughs> so not exactly known for great weather in those places, although I love the snow and the cold, so I do miss that a little bit, but we also get some snow and cold up here in Asheville, so that's one of the things that makes it great, and of course, I think the food scene is one of the things that also makes it just fantastic. 
Well, we're going to jump into the food scene, Stu, but I just want to share with you real quick. I grew up in uh, Chicagoland myself. I didn't know that you were a Chicago guy. And I lived in Rhode Island uh, for many, many years. So uh, New England as well. <laughs> so we, we've got that in common. Man, I loved to... Chicago. I lived in Wicker Park mostly, and I loved it there. And I, I moved to Asheville because my sister moved here. And I wanted to be around my nephews while they were growing up because I don't have kids of my own. And I'm glad I made the move. Although at first I was like, man, maybe I made a big mistake moving to Asheville from Chicago. I know. Well, Chicago has its own charms, of course, and but it's a big city. Asheville's a smaller city, but still, uh, to me, what I love about it is there is so much vibrancy and culture in Asheville. That's what makes it a special place for me. But let's dive into food. We'll We'll talk a little bit about culture maybe a little bit later if we have some time, but I want to talk, I want to start with breakfast, all right? That's, that's what we start with when we get up in the morning. And I want to start with breakfast because I think Asheville is amongst the great breakfast cities in the U.S. I, I put um, Portland, Oregon up there. Um, I put um, New York City up there. Uh, Austin, Texas, I put in there just so you can get breakfast burritos. But Asheville is one of my favorite breakfast uh, cities in the U.S. And I love having bre- getting up early and getting a big breakfast in Asheville. Tell me some of your favorite places to go in Asheville for breakfast. Well, Brent, I'm as a Ashevillian and a part of our food scene, I am so happy to hear that you put us in such uh, good company as a breakfast city. I want the people of Asheville to know that you feel this way because sometimes they gripe about not enough places to eat breakfast. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. You know, they're spoiled. The people of Asheville are very, very spoiled. (laughs) And so first I'll name like the hits and I approve of the hits as well. Most people who come to Asheville are anxious to try a place called Biscuit Head. And Biscuit Head specializes in Yes, biscuits. And uh, <laughs> yes. they do something called cathead biscuits, which being from up north, I had never heard of those. They are hilariously named cathead biscuits because they are about the size of a cat's head. <laughs> okay. Learn all kinds of stuff when you're immersed in the food scene. And they cover them with gravy, of course, and all kinds of different gravy and all kinds of wild Asheville style toppings. And massively popular the last time i went is because some friends of mine insisted on it and i was like oh man everybody wants to go to biscuit head you guys sure about that there's going to be a line they pressured me into it i acquiesced i'm so glad i did it was so great so i still love biscuit head and i say that because in Asheville, when things get popular you know people start talking smack about them but i love biscuit head and i can tell you secretly that i know Asheville loves them too because they are the number one thing to be delivered on a Friday or on a Saturday or Sunday morning in Asheville. Oh, perfect. Before I let you go on, I just wanted to ask you about biscuits because we're in the South, I don't know, the Mid-South, I guess, in, in Asheville, and biscuits are everywhere. And I wanted to ask you, Stu, what is it that makes a really good biscuit? I mean, there's good biscuits, there's bad biscuits, but what do you see being the differentiating factor when you're going out looking for a biscuit? All right. Well, that's a great question, especially around here. And people can debate me on this all they want. Uh, I love to debate on food preferences. But to me, a great biscuit has to, number one, be buttery. If it ain't already buttery before you put butter on it, it's already losing the fight. 
it needs to be uh, a little crispy on top. You know, if it doesn't have some sort of crisp or crunch to the top of it, again, it's not a great biscuit. And some of some biscuits you get need to be warmed up and then they get crispy on the top. Like I order biscuits in bulk sometimes and I don't get to eat them when they're fresh. I heat them up later. But if they reconstitute, that's a great biscuit. Also, it should kind of come apart in two pieces. It should have sort of a dividing line right in the middle. It should fluff up big and have a dividing line, and it should be very easy to pull it apart. And inside, it should be somewhat layered, like not like layered the way a croissant is, but there should be layers to the content. And, of course, it should be fluffy and have some uh, – there should be some there there. You don't want to. Hmm. You don't want it to be too fluffy. You want to have some substance, but it should be nice and uh, soft inside. And those are my biscuit criteria. Nobody's ever asked me I, before, I, Brent. I, I think those are good criteria, Stu. I would. I would agree with you wholeheartedly. It's nothing is worse than getting a dry, crumbly biscuit. Uh, that's that's just biscuit disappointment right there. Um, I interrupted you though. You wanted to talk about some more of the greatest hits. Tell, tell us more of your favorites. It, you're you're going to have to interrupt me, Brent, because I will talk nonstop about food. Um, <laughs> so interrupt me all you want. Uh, I was just going to mention Sunny Point as one of the favorites of the people of Asheville and more recently, the people visiting Asheville. Um, it's located in West Asheville, which is a truly different vibe than downtown Asheville or Asheville proper. It's on the other side of the French Broad River, and there's no tall buildings over in West Asheville. We got like three or four in downtown Asheville. Uh, it's And it's got more of a small town vibe. But it's got amazing food, and Sunny Point is a longtime favorite. I think they have the best uh, shrimp and grits in all of Asheville, and that's a bold statement. Hmm. Okay. You seem Sunny to disagree. Point. No, no, uh, not at all. I, I love I love Sunny Point Cafe. It's it's definitely one of my favorite places. And um, I don't know if this place is on your greatest hits, but um, I, it has to be. Uh, Early Girl. I also I also really like Early Girl for breakfast. Uh, their veggie breakfast bowl, I think, is really, really good. Yeah, Early Girl is a longtime fan favorite located right downtown. Uh, it's one of the first places that I gravitated to when I moved here, so it's been around a long, long time. I've lived here 17 years now, and um, I used to treat myself. Back, back in the day, I was an artist for a living, and um, so sometimes I was broke, and then you'd get a big paycheck, you know? <laughs> Um, but when I was broke, when I get that big paycheck, I would often go to early girl and treat myself to their fried chicken and their taters and gravy and their broccoli. That would be my trio that I would always get. And the gravy comes in either, uh, vegan or not. And I prefer the vegan gravy, even though I'm not vegan. So good call. Oh, wow. Good. Good to hear. Okay. So, uh, any other greatest hits or should we go on to the, uh, to the lesser knowns, the, um, some of the, uh, tertiary places that maybe aren't as well known? Well, let's just move down the list and they're probably less well known to people who have been, who visit Asheville, but these ones are very well known to the locals. So I'm going to suggest the Mediterranean, uh, just called the Med. It's right downtown. I think it's the oldest restaurant in downtown Asheville. It's been around since 1966, I believe. And it's just basic fried chicken, biscuits, gravy, smash burgers. Um, breakfast and lunch are just fantastic. I claim they have the best French fries in downtown Asheville, but those are fighting words. 
Um, and so the med I recommend very much. And then 67 Biltmore Avenue, which is conveniently also the address of this place. Uh, that is the name and the mm -hmm. address. And uh, they just have an amazing breakfast. Also, fried chicken, biscuits, and gravy. I mean, you know where my, my mind goes for breakfast, I guess. Uh, they make everything in-house. The sausage in the gravy is made in-house and everything. So those ones I highly recommend. And then here's one that I doubt that the people of Asheville know much about. I just stumbled on it not long ago. It's called the Stony Hill Bistro. And it's right downtown on Haywood Ave. And they're only open till 2 p.m. And they do a wonderful basic breakfast of like, fried eggs, sausage, taters, grits, stuff like that. So there you go. That's breakfast. Those are my recommends. Awesome. There's a lot more, believe me. I did want to bring up a place in Asheville called Whole Donuts because the, those guys, um, at least when I was there, I'm sure they still do, they would like make the donuts to order. In other words, you order it and they fry the donut right there. And to me, that's just mind-blowing you know it's like it's the greatest thing because there's nothing like the donut fresh out of the fryer you know it's the best ever um and it sounds like uh you're familiar and you like whole donuts as well Stu. whole donuts is still around under new ownership but the new owners are super enthusiastic about owning it and they do a wonderful job and they're always in-house like behind the counter ringing up donuts and throwing them in the fryer and whole is very unique. They only have three flavors every day. One of them is plain. And the other two are the plain donut with some stuff on top of them. And they're super popular. Oh, my God. Tiny little space. They built a tiny house and then put the restaurant inside of a <laughs> tiny house. So, And they started as a food truck. So they're a real success story. And one of the most popular, very, very popular, still doing a great job. So you're absolutely correct about whole donuts. And I feel like I should mention we have another great donut maker in town called Stay Glazed. And Stay Glazed just makes fantastic, like, over the top. They they have, like, 10 or more different flavors every day. And everything from a kimchi donut to a sriracha frosted donut uh, to you name it. They're willing to try to throw it on top of a donut. They have one that's called Everything But The Bagel that has all the toppings from an everything bagel on a sweet donut. Genius. St strange and both loved and hated in this town. <laughs> I can imagine. Um, one, one dish I want to ask you about is uh, pimento cheese because, you know, growing up in Chicago, I, I, I would occasionally see pimento cheese, but not really. And I never really got into it. I don't think until I got to Asheville, uh, many years later. So for, for our folks who are listening, what is pimento cheese and how do you serve it? How do you eat it? Where would you go? Well, Brent, I'm so glad you brought this up because pimento cheese is an important part of our lives here in Asheville. <laughs> okay. Like you, I grew up up north. To me, pimento cheese was one of these things, almost like a fruitcake that would come out once a year, be uh, covered in almonds always. And uh, it would be hard. Oh, right. And I, I liked it as a kid, except for the pimentos. I didn't like the pimentos. Um, but so I that's my whole experience, like boring. Um, and then I get here to Asheville. And like you, it's like you, you kind of need to embrace it when you're here because it's just everywhere you look. And then 
you realize how awesome it is. And what pimento cheese is basically, uh, down here in the South anyways, is grated cheese, usually cheddar, mixed with mayonnaise and pimentos and other special ingredients that can be of the house. But those are the three main ingredients are just grated cheese, mayonnaise, and pimentos. And you can sort of mash it up or you can leave it kind of loose. You can put it on a burger, which is a big deal around here. And it's everywhere you look. Even fancy wine bars have like a pimento cheese plate that will come with fancy locally made uh, crackers and stuff like that. So pimento cheese and wine. I never considered that. That's brilliant. Oh man. It's uh, we used to go we, with food tours. We used to go into this place. That's unfortunately not around anymore because of the uh, shutdown, but uh, they would always serve a little glass of cava with a tiny house-made biscuit with some pimento cheese, some country ham and some uh, pepper jelly. And it was one of the most popular bites on the whole tour. That sounds amazing. I, I also see a lot of uh, pimento cheese and fried green tomatoes served together. Um, is that still uh, popular in Nashville? Absolutely. Yeah, they're a great combination. Um, fried green tomatoes can sometimes be pickled, uh, but they're always going to have uh, an acidity to them either way. And um, the pimento cheese really helps to cut through that tang of the green tomatoes. And of course, you know, like, here in Asheville, let's just face it, like anything there, people are like, is it good with pimento cheese on it? Like, I'm sure that there's a place <laughs> around here serving like raw oysters with a little daub of pimento cheese on it. In fact, now oh I'm going to ask God. for that somewhere. <laughs> pimento cheese. You got to talk to the folks at Whole Donut. Maybe they'll uh, make a pimento cheese donut. <laughs> oh, I think that stay glazed is actually the more likely candidate. I oh, right, right, right. I wouldn't put it past him. Um, he used to do like a brunch burger. He used to do burgers as well as donuts. And the brunch burger was served on a donut. So I bet that he would put pimento cheese on that. One of the things that we're seeing a lot more of in the U.S., it's been popular in, in Europe here for a long time, is uh, different kinds of food festivals. And here in Europe, like in Portugal, we just had um, grape harvest festivals recently for uh, all the winemaking here. I think Asheville's jumping on the bandwagon for food festivals. Do you have any favorites or any that you'd like to uh, recommend to the audience? For sure. Um, for one thing, this is like a beer centric city. And so we have beer festivals throughout the year, different ones of different sizes. Rock on. Yeah, we love our beer. And we have like a hard cider fest. And um, there's a there's an apple fest that just happened in Hendersonville. Apples are huge around here. There's a donut fest that happens in Marion, North Carolina every year. But here in Asheville, we have a big festival. Well, it started as a big festival in 2019, but by the summer of 2020, it had been broken up into several small events. That's what it still is today. And it's called Chow Chow. And Chow Chow is another iconic food. It's a, it's a table relish made out of any number of things, but usually peppers and, and cabbage and stuff like that. And I love, everybody loves chow chow around here. So the festival is named after the food item. And now it happens as several dinners that highlight diversity of our culture here in Asheville. Dinners, brunches, workshops, whatever. So chow chow is one of the major ones that happens. But also I want to mention Goombay. 
uh, G-O-O-M-B-A-Y, Goombe. It's a big African-American festival that happens in downtown Asheville every year. And a lot of food trucks show up for that one. You could even call it a food truck festival. There's so many. And the food is awesome. The entertainment from the stage is excellent. It's an outdoor venue, you know. It's right downtown. There's a public stage downtown. And so those two are two of the biggest. But then, of course, we have Vegan Fest. Uh, Asheville's a notorious hippie town full of vegans and vegetarians and people who are vegan adjacent or vegan curious (laughs) or eat anything delicious. I fall in that last category. I was vegetarian for 10 years, and I love great vegetarian and vegan food. So Vegan Fest is very popular with everybody. And then uh, finally, I'll mention um, the Hard Locks Festival, L-O-X, Hard Locks Festival. And that is our Jewish food festival, Jewish food and culture festival. Happens downtown, outdoors every year. And it's one of the biggest, most well-attended and most delicious food festivals with all the knishes and everything being served. I love the sound of that Goombe Festival. I've really, since we moved to Portugal, I've really been getting into African food. I didn't expect there to be so much great African food in Lisbon, and that's my fault. I should have I should have realized that with the colonization of um, Portugal all over the world 500 years ago, that there would be great expat communities from Africa that have moved to Lisbon. And because of that, there's wonderful food from Mozambique, from Cape Verde, from Angola. And I've just been getting so into the great African food uh, here in Portugal. So I would definitely be going to that Goombe Festival. I also wanted to ask you, Stu, about Chow Chow, because I'm wondering, I'm familiar with Chow Chow. I haven't had it a lot, but I'm wondering in Asheville, what would you have Chow Chow with? What would you put it on? How would you serve it? It'd probably be easier to list the things you wouldn't put it on. <laughs> okay. So it's like fermento cheese, you're saying. <laughs> it goes with everything. A lot of people just keep it on the kitchen table at home, like not in the fridge because they're eating it fast enough that they don't need to refrigerate it necessarily. And it's got like a dainty little spoon in it with the lid, you know, the whole jobby. And then uh, it goes on every, I've heard people say they put it on their pancakes. Now that's a bridge too far for this guy right here, (laughs) but you definitely put that on your scrambled eggs, uh, on a hot dog, on a hamburger, on a salad, on some pulled pork. Um, on top of a deviled egg for sure, it, it, you know, a burger with some pimento cheese and some chow chow. Now you're talking our language. Put a little there you go. And some slaw on there too. And I wanted to mention, yeah, that's how you make anything Carolina style. Means you like quote unquote Carolina style. You see it on menus. It just means it's got pulled pork and coleslaw added to it, and generally going to be like a white coleslaw, you know, not a vinegar based one. So that brings up the question, is the pulled pork, is it in like a barbecue sauce or uh, how, how is that served? Because I love the combination of something in barbecue sauce with a white coleslaw on top. I, I think that combination is unbelievable. And again, growing up in Chicago, I don't think anyone ever had that, but I love that combination. It's so good. People outside the South are straight up questioning whether anybody still eats coleslaw. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Do we eat it on everything around here? 
Um, but you're so right. The combination of pulled pork and coleslaw is just perfect. And around here, most of the pulled pork is going to be served naked and the, the sauce is on the side. There'd be a sauce bar. Okay. A vinegar-based sauce is a traditional Carolina sauce. And I do, I've learned how to really love a vinegar-based sauce, but they're generally going to have some mustard-based sauce, some white sauce, and some sweet red sauce available too, unless they're hardcore, like we only do it Carolina style, and then you're pretty much just going to get vinegar sauce. Very rarely is the sauce already added to the pulled pork, um, although that does happen too. And I, I just recently judged a barbecue competition, and one of the pulled pork samples, only one of them, had the sauce mixed in and it was our favorite and we had to debate whether it was fair they put the sauce in but there was no rule against it so, <laughs> so it won yeah there's nothing that says there's nothing that says a dog can't play right field <laughs> that's right if it's not expressly forbidden anything goes i've hosted a lot of food competitions in this town and sometimes i just tell the the competitors it's anarchy rules anything goes <laughs> love it um you did mention that uh, the beer festival in Asheville. i think if if foodies know one thing about Asheville, it might be that it's such a great craft beer city it's uh you know world renowned for the craft beer so uh give us a rundown some of your favorite breweries some of your favorite taps that you enjoy in Asheville. There's so many of them, I know, but maybe pick out a few that, that you really like, Stu. Well, let me give a shout out to my friends at Bramari. Uh, tough word for the people of Asheville to muckle on to because it starts with a B-H-R, Bramari. We didn't know how to pronounce okay. that word. It's a okay. Hindi word, turns out. Uh, and Bramari uh, has a great kitchen, for one thing. I'm always interested in the breweries that serve food or have a food truck associated with them. And Bramari has a great kitchen. Chef is a graduate of the School of the Cordon Bleu, so he's no slouch. Uh, he's making bar food, but elevating it. So the food is great. And the beer menu is very eclectic, meaning like you. I recommend it to people who are kind of new to the craft brew scene. I'm like, go to Bramari, get a flight of four ounce pours, get a get one of their Pilsners, one of their Kolsch's, one of their IPAs, one of their sours, uh, see what you like, and then either stick around Bramari and keep drinking the ones you like, or walk on down to the South Slope, which is known as the little downtown brewery district. There are bigger breweries outside of downtown, but downtown has a ton of them too. So Bramari to start with, I will also recommend Burial Beer, and that's right on the South Slope. Uh, and Burial's um, a taste of local Asheville. So uh, very popular with the locals. These days, uh, the locals go out on like Wednesday night because everything's so crowded on the weekends, you know. Oh, okay. It's a, the, the space is a real taste of Asheville. There's a food truck associated with it uh, that's just bolted right to the side of the brewery and serves food. So uh, burial beer on the South Slope. And then sticking to the South Slope, uh, I'll say Catawba Brewing, one of the, mo the biggest and most popular of the little breweries in Asheville. And they have a popular beer called White Zombie that comes out once a year and just gets snapped right up. And uh, they have always have a food truck there. Uh, well, when it's slow on Monday or Tuesday, maybe not. But uh, on the weekends, for sure. And the food trucks are always great, like some of the best in Asheville, like Delhi Lama Food Truck and the Purple People Feeder. 
And then a uh, last one, and then I'll I'll stop rambling. But uh, the Funkatorium has its own kitchen, and they make awesome wings and awesome uh, burgers and stuff like that. So bar food, but again, elevated. Chef Eric Morris over there doing that, and uh, and they specialize in sour beers. So there you go. Some great suggestions there, Stu, and I can't say that I'm familiar with any of them. So. That means just one thing. I got to get my ass to Asheville real soon. Um, you, you, do a, uh, you do a night tour with uh, Asheville Food Tours. And I'm, I have to imagine you're going to be visiting a lot of these breweries. Well, the, I do strictly food tours. We don't visit any breweries. There are plenty of brew tours in town. They uh, oh, okay. don't include food on the brew tours. I, I looked that up, and every brew tour in town says, eat before you come on the tour. I'm like, well, you can't throw a hard pretzel at these or a soft pretzel at these guys. Yeah, give me a slice of pizza or something, man. <laughs> There's a food truck right there. Um, but anyways, we do serve alcohol at the restaurants, including some local beer. But a typical food tour, I'm about to do one today, actually, uh, will include six or seven restaurants, uh, seven or eight bites. I like to send people home with a little something usually. And uh, we'll go. Today's a beautiful tour. We go from from lunch foods into dinner foods, and we actually end with dessert, which doesn't always happen on a food tour. Sometimes you're walking past a great sweet stop right in the middle of your tour, and you're like, we're having dessert right 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 now, folks. You know, everything from pork belly taco to a slice of New York style pizza. A guy from New York moved here and opened up a great pizza parlor. Perfect. To an ice cream sandwich, you know, like just and we on our food tours, Asheville food tours, uh, we aim to fill them up. And so if people aren't moaning and groaning by the end of my tour, I feel slightly disappointed in myself. You're going to eat good. That's for sure. Stu, before I let you go, one thing I want to talk about Asheville is the music scene because I lived in Austin, Texas for a while, and I really believe one of the things that makes a great city great is, you know, when you talk about culture, it's music. And Austin's a great music town, but Asheville, for its size, I think it punches far, far above its weight when it comes to uh, music. Can you talk a little bit about the music scene in Asheville and maybe some of the places visitors should check out when they come to see you? Yeah, sure. I'd be happy to. Um, There's a venue right downtown that's very famous with musicians and music lovers all over the country, and it's called the Orange Peel. And it's been around forever. Uh, Way back in the day, it was owned by African-American folks, and it was um, sort of a um, music venue and they, they called it a social aid and pleasure club. Uh, and that sign is still up on the back <laughs> of the building. Awesome. It's a music venue with a little bit of food. Um, they, they only open for certain genres that they know will eat food and people can figure that out for themselves. <laughs> okay. And uh, they do have uh beer, wine and cider upstairs, alcohol downstairs and great bands play there. Everybody, and I'm not even kidding, everybody from the Indigo Girls to Slayer have played at the Orange Peel downtown. Perfect. Uh, country music, jazz, jazz hip-hop, hard rock, um, sort of more showy type music, like with a lot of stage production. But it's a fairly small venue, pretty intimate, with a box office right up front for people to buy tickets day of the show if it's not sold out. 
Um, so the orange peel for sure. And then I will recommend outside of Asheville that people get to the salvage station, which is a large outdoor venue with a great full bar, big stage, lots of areas to hang out, um, to bring your dog if you want to, um, and a full kitchen run by one of our best chefs in town. So people should check out the salvage station as well. And for the kinds of music we have here, of course, we're famous for the bluegrass music scene around here. Right. Um, yeah. And we have a bluegrass festival every year and, and we have one called brewgrass as well. That's beer and <laughs> bluegrass music, two of our favorite things. Bluegrass, <laughs> of course, comes from, as far as I understand, I don't know a ton about music history, but I understand it comes from a combination of Celtic music and African music. And so with that in mind, we have a great Irish and uh, music scene here in Asheville, a lot of jigs and stuff like that going down at the Jack of the Wood. And then in more cool. modern time, like more uh, contemporary music, we have like a great uh, like hippie jam band music scene and a great rap and hip hop music scene. So and then a much smaller heavy metal and a tiny little punk rock scene. I would just say when you get to Asheville, you know, look it up, see who's playing in town because there's always a cool music concert. But the first thing you got to do, and this is something I preach on the uh, podcast weekly, it seems, is uh, go on the food tour your first day in the city because you'll meet someone like Stu who will not only feed you and get you great food, but he'll also tell you all these other things that you can do while you're there. And if you save the food tour for the end, I guarantee you're going to miss out on some of this cool stuff. So Stu Helm from Asheville Food Tours, been great talking to you. Your enthusiasm for your adopted town of Asheville, North Carolina, really comes through while we're talking. And I want to thank you for being on Destination Eat Drink today. Well, thanks again, Brent. It was a real honor to be on the show. And uh, we were very excited when you contacted us. So thank you for having me on. And I hope that you will come back to Asheville soon and that your listeners will come see me. Okay, there you go. I just love Stu Helm's infectious enthusiasm for his adopted town of Asheville, North Carolina. And I totally understand why. We nearly moved to Asheville back in 2012. We came this close, but wound up in Austin instead. And that turned out to be a great choice for us at the time. But if I had to do it today... I don't know. Asheville is mighty, mighty attractive. If you want to contact Stu, I've got a link to his website as well as Asheville Food Tours website, along with all the places Stu recommends in the show notes. Get that at radiomisfits.com slash DED207. And that'll put a bow on this week's show. Next week, we are in Germany and the former Yugoslavia with award-winning author and podcaster, Rick Kempfer. Don't miss that. Until then, head over to DestinationEatDrink.com. I just posted a story about a dish that is ubiquitous throughout the UK and Ireland, sausage rolls. Get that at DestinationEatDrink.com slash sausage, or just go to DestinationEatDrink.com and click on the blog tab. And while you're there, could I ask for your support to the show with a small contribution. Just click on the contribute button at DestinationEatDrink.com. Destination Eat Drink is distributed by the Radio Misfits Podcast Network and a guy who wonders why there's no pimento cheese-infused scotch, Ed Silla. Thanks, Ed. I'm Brent Peterson, and I'll see you down the road. 
Join us next week for another culinary adventure on Destination Eat Drink, a presentation of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network.